When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A Dadsnet original podcast. Fellas, in the next 60 seconds, I'm going to tell you how you can earn vouchers to spend at Amazon, Footlocker, Xbox, Argos, and so many other places simply for putting your shopping away. Um, surely this is some sort of wind-up. Aha! No. And it gets a little bit better as well because it'll also keep the kids entertained for a few minutes. It encourages them to help out as well. This is perfect. Yeah, no. Now I know you're winding us up. No, right, OK, I'll prove it. When you sign up to Shop and Scan, they send you this small clicker. Whenever you grab your groceries... Before you put them away in the cupboards, scan them with the clicker. Uh, I think you mean, Jim, that whenever you grab your groceries, give the clicker to your kids so they can scan it, which in turn encourages them to put everything away in the cupboards so you don't have to. You're getting it now, Brad. Boom! So then, presumably, you connect the clicker to the Windows app, share the data, and then, hey, presto, you start earning your vouchers, right? You've been doing some investigation into this yourself. <laughs> That's true. In a year, the average voucher value is £100, which I'm going to be currently keeping aside to pay for Christmas. Oh, yes, man. To be frank, earning any kind of reward for basically doing what you need to do anyway works for me. That's smart as hell. If you go to shopandscan.com or hit the link in this episode's description, you can find out more. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads Podcast. This is Loose Dads. It's a podcast. It's some dads sitting around doing dad things, like chatting about dad stuff, chatting about not so much dad stuff, chatting about dad jokes and all the stuff in between as well. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, today we've got our new feature for a second round. It's made it past the first test. It's come back for a second week. It is the Google search history roulette. Uh, Jack is going to be in the chair for that one. We've got mm-hmm. the big question of the week from a dad's net member and we'll look inside the news as well for news and how it affects families. But first of all, let me introduce the panel and this is the week that Mary Berry was given her damehood. She went to the palace, she was made a dame. So I'm going to introduce the panel as Baked Goods. Ooh. I, can, can I thought it was going to be pantomime dames. Oh, no, it that. isn't. No. Uh, okay. Who's Mary Berry? 
Mary Berry is a uh, well-known chef, cook, baker, woman off the television. Uh, one of the former judges on the Great British Bake Off. Okay. Um, Are you not a South African cousin? Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Speaking of which, that is Brad. Uh, Brad would be a Malva pudding, right? Right? Yeah, that's a South African thing, <laughs> right? African. I googled it, so it must be true. <laughs> nice, dude. I love, I Brad, love how. Brad, what is that? I, I, wait, hold on, hold on. Can we get back to the fact that I just okay. want to appreciate the fact that um, Jim is really putting in like a personal touch in all of these. Yeah. Like, like they, they're, they're getting more, like, more accurate to the person. Um, but anyway, so enough of that. Let me just go to. Wait, Mal- wait what the hell is this? <laughs> hey, what the hell is this? This, uh, this baked good. It's just uh, Melville pudding. How would I? How would I explain it? Um, it's it's a like a weird mix of like um, apricot jam. It's like a spongy caramelized texture. As it's a. <laughs> Honestly, dude, you've caught me off guard. It's a weird thing to explain. <laughs> what, you weren't expecting to come on a podcast and talk about Malva pudding? Um, <laughs> it was weird. No. Everyone should have that knowledge close at hand. No, I'm trying to think of it like if there's anything UK-based that I could refer it to, and I really can't think of anything. You see, um, there, is a, there is another one that came up, uh, like a kind of honey cake thing, but it, it really has a, a name that I could not even start to pronounce. Oh. H- Huning cake. What's the name? Wait, 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 how do you spell it? Let me... Uh, yeah, let's just, uh, let's see hold, it can you see the it there? Like I'm holding it up on the phone so you can see on the Zoom call. A human cook. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I said. That was what you were going to be before before I went with Malva because that was easier to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it, it's yeah, it's it's a weird thing. It, it's it's actually very delicious. It does. I'm not obviously doing it any justice here, but uh, it is quite well, uh, tasty. From from that Google search, I have found a recipe. So maybe I, we should all make one for next week, and we should eat it next week on the podcast. Because <laughs> you know what people like. People love hearing people eat. That's yes. one of the nicest things but to listen also, to. Also, also, we'd only be tasting our own. Yeah, but it's if not, you follow the recipe, list, is it? you're, you're, you're going to be your best critic. You'd be like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Even though you're like you're, you're like gagging no, in the background. I wasn't saying in a competition. I think this I'm one wins. So we, I think. I'm saying it like so we could all experience it rather than have a competition. Oh, you okay, boys okay. are so competitive, aren't you? <laughs> so typical men. There we go. Anyway, let's move on to the panel member who's always calm and never in a flap. Jack. Hey. <laughs> Do you see? Flapjack. Flapjack. You're never in a flap. Okay, Jack. okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> so good. Uh, Sparky is a baklava because he's in Greece so you know that makes sense he's not here and me um, spotted dick (laughs) so no more <laughs> and that's because I saw a friend of mine called Richard the other day so right, yeah, yeah. I saw someone called Richard spotted <laughs> let's move on right let's do the Google search history roulettes Google Search History Roulette. Uh, This is Google Search History Roulette, where one of us has the uh, last 10 Google searches that they made written down, and the others choose a number, and then they have to admit to the one that corresponds with that number, and we find out what weird stuff they've been searching over the last few days. Jack, are you ready for this? I am. Are you ready? (laughs) 
I don't know. Is there anything to be concerned about before we start? Because well, let's leave Brad's for another week because we know that is yeah. going to just be problematic all the way through. How about yours? I don't think there's anything shocking. <laughs> well, that's different. That's different. I okay, think, then. I think, Jim, you might be particularly bored with some of my searches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is this just going to be one division and similar? All right, Brad, go on. You choose a number. Let's get finding out what, what uh, Jack's got. All right, number seven. Okay, number seven. I will kick you off with the Ibanez S61AL Action uh, with Fishman Fluence pickups. <laughs> This is um, this, from this is a lot like being friends with Jack on Facebook. I don't know how many people are, but um, all I've seen over the last couple of weeks is you selling stuff on market. Yeah. Keeps bringing it up as if I'm going to be interested in any pickups or strings. Wait, or, I didn't also, know you guys saw that. Yeah, and yeah, also, yeah, also Jim, and also oh. Jim, don't don't forget, like you see it come in and you're like, oh, he's got a new guitar, and then like a week later, you're like. Didn't he just get that PRS? Yeah, and no, he's selling it. <laughs> What's going on here? Or all of a sudden, it's like just like a square piece of wood, and he's like, "Yeah, this is a body piece of wood." And you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, that that is wood. That is oh no, you see, I didn't know this. Wood. My, yes, my uh, my my sort of side hustle is is buying and selling guitars. I did not know that was going to go to you guys who clearly aren't going to buy them. No. So I'm wasting my time, is, really. You seem to spend more time doing that than you do your main hustle. So that, <laughs> your side hustle is your actual job. <laughs> what is a pickup? Uh, I, I, I love Is that what's on your music. Google? <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, it will be after this if you don't explain it. Um, you know, I, I, I love guitar music and I've been into bands and stuff, but I musically completely incompetent. What is a pickup very quickly? Okay, a pickup is um, a series of metal slugs uh, wrapped in um, wire, normally copper wire, uh, with a magnet attached normally to the bottom maybe sometimes the slugs are magnets themselves um, and that is what transfers the noise from the strings into an electronic signal that will then come out of the amp or into the computer so basically it's an analog to digital converter it's, yeah it's there we go <laughs> <laughs> i like that yeah okay so that was the first thrilling search uh, can we go for number two please number two uh, Tom Grennan. We're just searching Tom Grennan in general? Yes, so uh, number three on my list is Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Have you watched any of the new series of Nevermind the Buzzcocks on Sky? Did not know there was hasn't a new that got, yes. so, Hasn't that yes, got um, the guy Davis. That, I was going to say the guy that was in the. He was the teacher in. Oh, what was in that? Between, in between the in betweeners. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, I used to love Buzzcocks. Mark Lamar, Simon Amstall. Mm, lost its way a little bit in the guest host days, but um, it's it's back with Greg Davis on Sky, and it's it genuinely really funny. I really enjoyed it. I thought it wasn't going to quite live up to it, but um, Greg Davis is just it's the perfect host. And there was a guy on it called Tom Grennan, who is apparently a popular musician. Uh, and I have listened to nothing but Scar from the 90s. Um, for the last three years so didn't know who he was googled him still don't really 
Right, okay. He <laughs> doesn't strike me as the, the most thrilling of people. I mean, I'm sure lots of people love his music. In fact, one of my friends is slightly obsessed with him. But um, it's, it leaves me a little bit cold. I don't imagine there's a big story behind him. There's nothing really to grab you. No. Well, it, no. if it's any consolation, this has now become uh, number one on my search list. Uh, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Thomas Grennan is an English singer-songwriter from Bedford who is based in London. Grennan found fame as the guest vocalist on Chase and Status's All Goes Wrong yeah. single. But, but I, I don't think that was, you know, when... I knew of Chase and Status. <laughs> I think it's too current. Chase and Status, I'm sure, did the conveyancing on my mortgage. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Brad, have you got another number for Jack? Yeah, let's go for number eight. Number eight is... Uh, PRSE Paul's guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. In, in Aquatil. <laughs> All right, and what's so I'm just researching it? trades. I'm just researching. This, I was going to say, is this a guitar that you have that you're looking for the price of? Um, no, it was a guitar I was offered that I was looking for the uh, secondhand price of to see if I would be up or down in that trade. Right. I, di- I didn't. I didn't go for it. Very nice guitar. Thank you for the offer, but I didn't go for it. I'm starting to think we should just leave Jack out. Or just, maybe Jack could be like a little side extra. Right. We've, we've got like... Look, a, do, you just, do you just want me to cover off the guitar once while I'm here? Yeah, go on then. Just get through the... Actually, no, the only other one is number four. Uh, vintage cloth covered wire spools. <laughs> Sorry, wire you like what? The, the wire spools. Spools. A spool of wire. Oh, all right. And cloth covered. Uh, Wiring guitars. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that this is like the anti-Brad. This is the opposite of Brad. This is the polar opposite of what we're going to get when we go through Brad's search history. (laughs) Well, his will be interesting. (laughs) Hey, I tell you what, though, that our luthier friends who are listening to us right now are loving Ah, us. (laughs) Wetting themselves. They're like, oh, finally, a podcast for us. I tell you what, we, we have this new wood. we have this new Instagram account. It's called Loose Dad's Pod. So at Loose Dad's Pod, I'm thinking we'll just do the other three of us for this feature, and then we'll maybe make some IGTV videos or reels of Jack doing his something like that. Maybe just do it on stories, ten second videos. Yeah. Look, the rest of mine are not guitar related. Right, number one then. Let's go number one. Cuba. Right. Uh, okay. I did not know, okay, and I am slightly embarrassed to admit this, I did not know that Cuba was in the Caribbean. Right? Where did you think it was? I thought, and bear with me here, I thought it was off the coast of South America. Did not know the Caribbean was off the coast of South America. (laughs) (laughs) I looked on a map and I was like, holy shit. I, what? So what has prompted this? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> no, I can remember. I was doing a, a word game on my phone and the clue was the Caribbean. And I thought, it looks like it says Cuba, but Cuba's not in the Caribbean. So I just Googled it. Turns out it is in the Caribbean. And <laughs> I also got all the rest of the answers to that level. Oh, good. Well, well <laughs> yeah. done. I didn't know it was so close to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. I thought, I thought they were completely miles apart, but there we go. Obviously See, I find... Miles apart. 
I find Cuba absolutely fascinating. I just think it's a really interesting sort of um, place with massively fascinating history. And then a relative of mine went to Cuba um, a number of years ago, and I was fascinated to find out. I was like, whoa, what was it like? What was it like? And she just went, oh, yeah, just... We just stayed in the resort. We didn't really go. Out. <laughs> she just, you could have stayed anywhere. You could have stayed in the UK and sat under a sunbed for all that you saw in Cuba and got someone to bring in cans of skull into that room. But you've spent that money to go to Cuba and you've not even got the tiniest bit of interest for this place that's, you know, battling against America. This yeah. tiny island that's got this big beef with America and America's got that's the beef with history, that. Yeah. This massive history that nearly brought the end of the world, you know. <laughs> and and you're going, no, I just sat by the pool and listened to good music, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad, have you got another number for Jack? Yeah, let's go. What is... We haven't done number one, have we? Cuba was number yeah, one. Cuba oh, number, number one. one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Jeez, I'm not even paying attention. All right, number two. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've done one, two, oh, three, four, seven, and eight. Thing. Oh, we've done quite a few. All right, number 10. Yeah, because Joe yeah, comes all the guitar <laughs> ones together. <laughs> number 10. Number 10. Flagborough. Flagborough. That sounds like it's in Norfolk. It is in Norfolk. Yeah, it sounds Norfolk. <laughs> now, guys, we've put our house up for sale. Yay! Whoa. And we are potentially moving. Where are you thinking to of going? To Flagborough. To Flagborough. 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 Looking at a... Um, I'm going to say this now on a on a podcast that goes live to the public, and it's not going to happen. It's going to jinx it. Uh, but we're looking at a uh, farmhouse in Flegborough that needs a ton of doing up. So I'm going to be the renovations guy. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> what we need is more renovations. I'll pass updates that on, on quite <laughs> gladly. <laughs> um, but it's got um, it's got some it's got like two acres of land with it. So Danny is now talking about basically a full-scale farm in two acres she's taught if you look at her google history it's how do i keep foxes out of my chicken coop <laughs> we don't have chickens uh, what what goat makes the best pet um some sort of pygmy sheep breed like she's talking about the whole kit and caboodle here I mean, he's got two acres, he's getting a farmhouse, I'm thinking someone's side hustle and someone's main hustle are doing pretty well. All those five pound pickups he's selling on Facebook Marketplace. The place is a wreck. But, so um, you're going to be like, like was it JB from JLS, who's the farmy one? Yes. He's the one you had a chat with that week where I wasn't here. Yes. That's it, that's it. Yes. What? So you're going to be like the really, JLS. I, I want JB. a tractor. I want a tractor and I don't have enough land for it, so get ice right. and land. Well, you need it because, you know, you can't mow uh, two acres of lawn, can you, just with a fly mow? So you do need <laughs> something else, don't you? <laughs> That's your excuse to get one, dude. Just, just say, just say, like, oh, just think about how excited the boys will be to have an yeah. actual tractor. <laughs> yes, I love it. Flegbra, here you come, Flegbra. I mean, it sounds horrible, but I'm sure it's nice. <laughs> and, and, and now that obviously Sparky is going to be what opening up for JLS on part of their tour maybe we can get him to get some mm. advice again from JB for you or yeah, get back in go, touch yeah. to do another chat where you could uh, mm-hmm. get down and I think after life. all the Crocs chat that went on between Sparky and JB I think on that gig JB is going to be hiding in the dressing room <laughs> until true. Sparky is out of the building and security have got rid of him <laughs> 
There we go. Anyway, that is the Google search history roulette. It will be more interesting next week. It's going to be Sparky or Brad. There's just going to be far fewer guitars noodling things. This is Dad's Don't, all the luthiers have turned off now. <laughs> this is Loose Dads from Dad's Net, and we'll look inside the news next. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. It's a place where you can join in the conversation in now two places, both owned by Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, you can go to <laughs> at Loose Dads Pod on Instagram. Yes, at Loose Dads Pod. Or you can search Loose Dads Podcast in Facebook to find our group there as well and have a chat with us and tell us things that you loved about the podcast. And, I mean, you could tell us things you don't like about it, but come on, you know, we've got fragile <laughs> egos. We don't need to hear that. Let's look inside the news. Inside the news, then. Uh, this is a story that uh, has come out. I don't know if anyone's watching Strictly Come Dancing, uh, but Tilly Ramsey is on that. She's the daughter of Gordon Ramsey. She is uh, she's dancing in Strictly. She's also on Celebrity MasterChef in Australia. She's a CBBC presenter. And the other morning on LBC, that radio station, which, you know, normally strays away from controversy, surely. <clears throat> uh, Steve Allen, the presenter, um, took a, a step too far, according to Tilly Ramsey, when he was talking about her. And uh, someone, apparently, a listener, had commented saying that she was on Celebrity MasterChef Australia. And he, he, Steve Allen, said, is she? Well, she can't blimming well dance. I'm bored of her already. She's a chubby little thing, isn't she? Have you noticed? Probably her dad's cooking, I should imagine. She's not happy about that and I can see no? why of course uh, she <laughs> says she, people are free to voice their opinions but I draw the line at commenting on my appearance um, it is a bit weird in it when these sort of middle aged old men suddenly start kind of getting really nasty about the appearance of women but also I mean just in general does someone's appearance particularly matter that much um, I'm just surprised that this Steve Allen talked about something other than knowing Dale Winton. Have you ever heard his show? It's just him. And like, I mean, it's it's transfixing because he's talking, he doesn't have any callers on or anything. No. There's adverts and there's news, but the rest of it is just him talking and talking and talking, for looking hours. through the paper for hours. And it's mainly about how he used to know Dale Winton. That's <laughs> as far as I can tell. I mean, I'm going to say, I, who, who's Dale Winton? I mean, <laughs> oh my oh, goodness. Come on, Brad. <laughs> Supermarket sweep. Nope. Bring on the wall. Nope. Pets win prizes. Nope. Dale Winton was like a game show host. Uh, <laughs> right, and he, he died a couple of years ago. And did he? Steve Allen. Uh, he knew. St yeah. Yeah, he did. Huh. Did he really? Oh, no. This is, this is going on your Google, Google search history yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah, no, he did. Yeah. It's really tragic because he was, you know, pretty young, really, as well. Um, he had quite oh. a good story, though, about when he was... Um, when he was younger, he was starting out in radio and he did this show and he did it under an assumed name because a lot of these radio stations, they made you use like a silly name. And then one week he went, oh, I, I'm a bit sick of this. I want to use my real name. Used his real name on air and someone rang in and just went, oh, I like the other bloke better, get him back. And it's just oh. <laughs> changed his name. But anyway, yeah, Steve Allen, this is pre, there's something a bit horrible about people commenting on people's appearance and stuff. The, th and the thing is, this is a bit thing unfair. Is that he was always going to get cancelled one day. Like, <laughs> he's, he's always been quite 
catty and sassy and um, essentially a bit of a bitch on his show. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't been called out on it earlier, if I'm completely honest. Do you think it's because he's on really early in the morning and no oh, yeah. one actually hears it? I think that's why he's never changed his time slot. <laughs> right. Because if he was on his he day, could get away with like, anything. Oh, this bloke is talking absolute nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> or do you um, think maybe there's more people out there that agree with his approach than not? Well, that's a scary thing. Well, you know what? I think there, there probably are a lot of people and there will probably be a lot of people going, oh, let me such a snowflake and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Marshmallow. But obviously, if you have yeah, yeah, a marshmallow. Yeah. But if you were to directly tell them that they looked a bit funny or yeah. they should change something, they would be equally yeah. outraged because yeah. that's the thing you know you can only call people snowflakes up to a point and then yeah, you no. realize that everyone has a reaction to, Abs- to personal ab- abuse absolutely agree mm. i think um it's it's easier to argue or disagree with someone's um theories or beliefs but when you start kind of attacking their physical attributes i think that becomes massively personal yeah um and that's kind of like a a line that's that's almost like name calling in a playground or you know like it's just it's it's childish and it's not really required and and it's kind of like when you start doing stuff like that it's because you've got nothing else to pick on them about i mean you can say yeah she's she's a shit dancer cool leave it at that but then he goes he feels he needs to go oh but also if you look at it She's uh, what do you say? What do you say? Chubby little chubby, thing. Chubby, chubby little thing as well. Oh, I mean, come on. What's... So patronising, isn't it? Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really add horrible. anything to your your point of view in any way, shape, or form. I mean, stick to like if she's crap at dancing, just be like, yeah, she's not a good dancer. Leave it at that. That that that's it. Mm. Did you see um, Jonah Hill recently? He was on yeah. Instagram and he has lost lots of a weight lot, and yeah. stuff. Um, but he went on Instagram the other day. Just went, look, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't comment on my body, because mm. I know so many of these things are coming from a good place, but either way, I find it uncomfortable. Yeah, um, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. He finds it uncomfortable, which is interesting as well. I think this work, this sort of fits yeah. into the parenting thing, because you just think how carefully you really do need to tread, how it's very easy to give someone a complex and maybe not even realize mm. it. Maybe even think you were doing something mm. good or something. I mean, have you found that, you know, having to sort of change how you, the language you use maybe around your kids? Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I've often had to cut back and be like, Logan, stop eating so much. You're going to become a fat bastard. Um, <laughs> right. where, but like, honestly, though, it's like, but you, you, you're right, Jim, because you have to kind of change the approach. You'd be like, no, it's not good for you to eat so much at this, you know, because, you mm. know, trying to find a workaround to it rather than saying, listen, because I mean, right, right now, if I was to say he was going to become a fat bastard, that's that's the pot calling the kettle because I weighed myself this morning. And I'm, <laughs> I'm two, two stone. I'm 14, like 14 point something kilograms heavier than what I should be. Right, and right. That, that that was a rude awakening this morning. I mean, it didn't stop me from snacking this afternoon, that's for sure. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, you, you're right, because you are, I think we're a lot more mindful these days of like, oh, we don't want to give them a complex, but we also need to let them know that what they're doing yeah. is the healthiest behavior. 
Yeah, and but the, the the problem is, isn't it, that if you do it in a certain way, that can lead to that downward spiral where you go, I oh, know this is bad. Oh my god, I'm going to eat to yes. comfort myself. Oh my god, I feel worse now. I'm going to eat, and it's it's so difficult. It's such mm. a fine line. Well, it's, trying- it's a bit. Sorry, it's a bit like the um, you know Gen X were raised by boomers, and boomers didn't show Gen X a, a lot of you know outward love. Mm-hmm. As parents, I'm generalising here, obviously. Yeah. Um, so then, Gen X went right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flood my children with love um, and praise and everything. So then, Gen X raised um, millennials, who then grew up wanting praise for everything and wanting participation medals and that sort of stuff. And so it's it's all that. I I always say you're. I'll have to bleep myself here, but as a parent, you're going to f*** your kid up. You just don't know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't know how. And you won't know until they're in their 20s and they're in counselling. Can I interject, though, in the fact that I think it's more about being a a millennial myself. I think it's more about the Gen Zers that have been part of a majority of these... um, being raised of wanting participation medals or just being a rewarded for turning up. Um, that, that's just only me just just, um, just deflecting because I'm a millennial and I don't want to be cast with that brush. Yeah, but you're on the cusp. Mate. You're on the cusp. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the older millennials, I'll have to say. I don't want to say it, but I'll have to say it. <laughs> Aren't you a centennial? What the hell is a centennial? Well, it's just... Sounds older than a millennial. Christ Almighty, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well played, dude. I was literally about to go and Google it. I'm like, Jesus, my, my Google history is going to get rammed at the minute. It's just going to be you finding out what Jack's jokes are about. <laughs> I'm a zenial, apparently. A zenial is between Generation X and a millennial. So I don't, I just don't, I don't really know what that means, but you know. Good for me. Um, maybe I'll get a participation medal for that. I don't know. Um, Jack, you got a new story. Yeah. So did you see the story about the uh, the guy who got a new job as a security guard? And he his shift started at 10, 10 a.m. So he turned up at 10 a.m. Okay. As instructed. He then gets pulled aside by the manager uh, who says... You know, could you could you turn up like a bit early for your shift so that you're ready and you're outside the door at 10 a.m. when your shift starts? And it's caused this um, a bit of a discussion online because he was really confused about that. And he said, well, no, I'm paid from 10 a.m. So I'm not going to get there before 10 a.m. If you want me at my post at 10 a.m., speak to the, you know, speak to the security company and start my shift at 9.50 uh, and so I thought this was an interesting discussion to have here. See, that that is an interesting one. Because, yeah, you, in a way, in a way, yes, you think you should really be at your post for the start of your shift. Mm. But there are so many companies, mm. aren't they, that do expect extra time yeah. for free. And this is what, one of the reasons why I love being freelance, because... You get paid for the work you do. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, theoretically, you get paid for the work you do. Some clients more than others, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but, you know, you, you know, you, you could work as little or as much as you want and your pay will 
theoretically reflect that. Hmm. Whereas there are so many companies where it's expected that you work through lunch or it's expected you put a couple, come on, you need to work until this job's finished. That's it. Where you don't get any extra pay. And that's the thing. I think companies need to realise that, yeah, people, employees should be invested in the company emotionally because that's great, but that shouldn't be to their detriment. Mm. So you shouldn't abuse that to make them stay longer because essentially it is just a job. Yeah. You are paying them to do a job. And if you're not paying them for all the hours that they're working, that's not right mm. at all. So- I, I, I had a salaried job, um, you know, prior to being freelance where the boss was ringing me weekends, uh, evenings, everything, and just saying, this needs to be sorted, this needs to be sorted. And I'd say, can we do that tomorrow in the office, you know, when everyone's in? And he said, no, this needs to be sorted now, this needs to be sorted now. And, like, it, it became a, a problem, you know? And, yeah, you're right. If People are so accessible. I can only imagine it's got worse with homeworking um, through COVID because your employer knows that you're that you can work from home. Yeah. They know that you can do that. So there's no reason for them to not ring you and say, could you just do that this evening? Even yeah. as a freelancer, I get that sometimes. I get an email going, oh, could you just do this this evening? I'm like, no, I'm not working this evening. <laughs> or, yeah. or or if I do, um, at least I get paid for it. Yeah, as you say. Yeah, that's the thing. You, yeah, I will do, but it'll cost you this much money. Uh, yeah. Your choice, your call. Yeah, that's it. It is interesting, isn't it, that, yeah, because you used to be able to use that. I've not got access to any of the files. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> but now you do have access to all of the files. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, what, do, what are your thoughts on this? I'm uh, very conflicted. Because um, you don't want to get fired. No, no, no. To, to be fair, I'm, 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 I'm very flexible with my role because uh, my boss is very good to me. Um, so yeah, saying I, all I, the right I, things. I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no, no. You she, know when she, you can take a clip out of a podcast and put it in your Instagram story? That's the one Brad's yeah, going to put on his Insta yeah. story. My boss is always good to me. <laughs> and now he's going to talk about a job he had previously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, actually, actually, but we know we actually worked together in our previous place of employment. So <laughs> then we got made redundant at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's... To be fair, my work ethic, I wouldn't have a problem with just turning up a few minutes early just to get ready for my post to head off at 10. I mean, it's no biggie off of my shoulders. Um, no, well, I, 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 agree, I, agree I, I, I agree with like you guys saying like, you know, when you're when you're off or when it's home time, whatever, and, and, and people are expecting more out of you and then they're not willing to recognize that, that's a problem. Uh, because there should always be a, good, a fair home work-life balance. I agree 100%. But in terms of like maybe turning up a few minutes earlier to get ready for work, I, I, I personally wouldn't have a problem with that. I'd just be like, yeah, cool, no worries, because I'd be then ready to hit it at 10 a.m. A, 10 or whatever the case may be. And that's it. I do agree with that. But personally, I would I would be there 10 minutes early so that I'm ready to start yeah, at 10. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah, because I guess you're paid to work from 10 and if you're going in and you're putting your bag down 
or you're going in and then you have a, have your breakfast there or whatever. You're not paid to be on the premises from 10. That's you're paid how to I work. was when I was salaried. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. yeah, same. I, oh, but. it's nine o'clock. Right. Now I'll go and make a brew. Uh, <laughs> a nice Yorkshire anyone? tea. Anyone? Yeah. You can oh. do a round. That's the first half an hour of the day completely full. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I've had salaried jobs where I've watched entire NBA games <laughs> over yeah. the course of the day because I had a studio. But... <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, in the theoretical debate, I'm uh, I'm a bit torn as to where I stand. Yeah, I think if I'd have worked for a company where they'd been really sort of hot on it, you need to start working at nine. I don't think I'd have argued because mm. you know that's that's right. You know, you are paid to work, as you say. So I think turning up slightly in advance in order to get ready to work at nine, I don't so see a problem with that. I think it's those companies that really just push it and push it and push it yeah i think yeah I, I, I agree jim it's it's um rather let that be your decision than someone making it for you like like for yeah. me like for me my work ethic is yeah i'd rather turn up 10 minutes earlier to get ready for it to to know that i'm there for the start of my shift um yeah. rather than someone saying well i know you meant to start at 10 but could you get here earlier that's where yeah yeah so I, I, that's why I'm, I'm like that's what i'm saying it's a hard i'm like really on the border of this one oh, yeah but, that's it, isn't it? um but personally I, w- I would just turn up 10 minutes earlier anyway and just crack on all right so here's one uh this is slightly different but it was something that came up in my old job and i'd, I'd be interested to know what you think about <laughs> this um it was like a nine to five work day or you could choose to do eight to four nine to five ten to six and that wasn't bad you know that was quite a short ish day and you had four weeks holiday as is the kind of standard and there was a there was a big debate in the office where they were like okay what we could do is work half an hour extra every day and then get an extra week's holiday and <laughs> there was a massive debate by people who wanted it and people who didn't want it now it was pointed out that that you are working more no extra pay you are essentially working more hours for the company but I was willing to do that because to me, there's very little I could have done in that extra half an hour. That doesn't matter. Like there's very little I could do for myself in an extra half an hour, but an extra week's holiday. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Technically I'm losing out, but actually really in real life, I'm getting an extra week's holiday just for working half an hour extra day. And, you know, I might even be there a quarter of an hour later anyway, just finishing some stuff off. And and dude, how how many times do you end up, finishing past your work time because you as you say you're just wrapping up things so i agree jim i would have done it yeah and th- but there were some people who were so like no because that means we're losing out and i was like yeah but only on a technicality <laughs> because that extra half an hour a day what does it mean it doesn't mean anything stay up half an hour later if you need to whatever <laughs> you know that half an hour of sleep is it going to make much difference this was before i had children yeah. um <laughs> and yeah but the extra week of holiday that's amazing right but it never happened anyway <laughs> no i agree i agree i mean like a half an hour i mean i mean sometimes you could just probably just sit there and just chin wagon and and have some banter with your work colleagues and whatnot mm. it's just it, yeah it seems and, and some, sometimes sometimes, sometimes i'm finishing you know bucks versus nicks so <laughs> yeah exactly that's important <laughs> and if that goes to overtime right well, exactly exactly yeah. like, I'll, I'll have the extra week's holiday <laughs> right brad have you got a new story yeah i do um all right guys it's nothing as exciting as um a, a singer songwriter who is shagging a ghost but it is uh, a report that's come out recently about a man 
who was in his garden got splattered with human waste that was dumped <laughs> from an airplane. Oh. <laughs> right. oh so dear. he was uh, he was chilling in his place in Windsor in July um, when he was splattered. Him and his garden were splattered with uh, fecal matter. Now, usually, Ugh. there's been a lot of reports of people being being impacted, not personally, but like in their garden, they find like a frozen clump of shit. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, usually it's frozen, yeah. isn't it? Because it's come from such so high such a high altitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly that. Whereas this one was all. Solid, I'm frozen. Liquid. Is this a plane that was going, it was going down into Heathrow, presumably? And then it, you, surely there's rules against that, but they did it anyway. It must have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. They, yeah, they were probably circling around of, uh, for quite some time around Heathrow. And then they just, for whatever reason, decided to dispose of their uh, their toilet waste into the sky's... Im- um, imagine... God. Imagine him getting hit and then looking for the bird. <laughs> what the hell? Where was it? I mean, I love this. This guy, um, he basically said he wasn't going to take the matter any further. He wasn't going to claim on insurance because um, he wasn't yeah, happy. Just, it happy. just increases premium. Exactly. He wasn't happy for his How premium embarrassing. To go up. <laughs> so he took it on the chin. <laughs> Oh. oh, you would Very never good. feel you would never feel clean ever again, would you? Or safe ever. in your garden? No. <laughs> and and as someone who lives in the flight path of an international airport, I'm slightly concerned about that. I mean, I mean yeah. Are you in are you in frozen territory or are you in? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I'm in warm territory. At least it's about four miles to the airport. Or fresh like territory. Yeah, fresh. <laughs> fresh territory I mean imagine your kids are outside and all of a sudden they come running inside it looks like they've been doing mud wrestling I mean it's like oh, oh. God. you know you know there's that um, that sort of rumour that goes round about train toilets that it just goes out onto the out onto the tracks yeah yeah. I always thought it was just that just like this urban legend um, I've got a mate who works on the trains oh he's an engineer and he said yeah when they hoist them up it's just the bottom is just covered in shit. Oh, God. Because that's exactly what happens. It just goes out onto the tracks at high speed. And so it just flings along the bottom of the train. How gross is that? So how come it, though... So I, so I went on a train, had a poo, and then text him. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy this one tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Which is why they, obviously, they tell you not to flush it in a station, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But, how, but like... Hold on, how come like when a train pulls into a station, like you don't smell it? Like literally, I had my youngest tread some dog shit into the house today and I instantly smelt it. Like how, like if you've got like an undercarriage of a train covered in fecal matter, like how does that not just like... Because at a train station, you don't know where the smell of feces is coming from. I've never smelled it. It could be the subway underneath. It could be the <laughs> someone next to you has just dropped their guts and uh... yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's too many smells at a train station. <laughs> this all just it all just reminds me of the story that I read um, when I went to Glastonbury, and there was a story in like the program for that year where. Um, Michael Evis, the bloke who runs it, has been telling him tell, tell, was telling this story about someone who had fallen into the long drop toilets, Ugh. like into the just basically a massive vat Ugh. of stuff, and they they got him out and you know 
made sure he was okay. And apparently he gets free tickets now to go because they felt really bad. But if you if you've ever been in there, if you've been in there and that's been I mean, that's your life ruined, right? That's nightmares, <laughs> recurring nightmares. That's constantly never scrubbing and scrubbing your body oh, over oh. and over again. I mean, like, new I'm, theory, I'm, new I'm, theory. That's where COVID started. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, come on. Let, let, I'm sure everyone out there has been, you know, wherever you wipe your ass and your finger goes through the toilet paper and you might scratch a bit of your butt and you get a bit of shit on your finger, <laughs> right? That takes forever. That smell takes forever to come off of your oh, finger, God. right? So like if if your body was covered in could you imagine like you're trying to just go to like wherever to go do a bit of shopping and you smell like poo. Like wherever you go, you just smell like you know Yeah. You just still yeah, you just you scratch get your to nose the, and you can get to the front of this stage at Glastonbury, couldn't you? And no one would oh, argue. Yeah. Go, yeah, 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 you go, mate. You go, I'm out of the way. That's it, that's it. That's you get it. to go and see Muse or whoever you want to go and see. I don't know why. I, I decided that someone who had fallen in shit would like Muse. I don't know why. The connection, but it just uh, Anyway, this is Loose Dads on the way. We've got the big question of the week. It's a uh, Dad's Net member who set us a question and we'll be debating that very soon. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. It's me, it's Brad, it's Jack. Sparky is not here. He is in Greece living it up. Oh, boo-hoo for him. Not the <laughs> musical Greece. He's not in the musical Greece. He's oh, well, not well, playing well, Danny Zuka. Well, well, well. Hey, Sandy, you can't just walk out of a driving movie. <laughs> I love that now we're doing impressions of things related to the people who are away. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a crock lightning pun, you know? Oh, yes. I tell you what, we've still got a few minutes left. Maybe come to it after we've okay, done the, yeah, uh, yeah. the the big question. Let's right. do that, and then I'm you've got time to I'm going to open my notebook think. and scribble things while you <laughs> Good introduce use. the next feature. <laughs> this is the big question of the week. The big question of the week. So the big question of the week is set by a Dadsnet member on one of the Dadsnet Facebook forums. It could be the Loose Dads podcast group. It could be the Dadsnet main private group for dads or one of the interest-based ones or the location-based ones. Uh, This one comes from Dom. Dom says, my kids always want to go big on Halloween, but I just don't get it. It's pointless American nonsense, and I don't understand how it's acceptable to dress kids up with blood coming out of their eyes and things like that. Is there more to it than just getting a load of sweets? And no, nope. uh, no, I don't think that. Nope. there is. But <laughs> that really is the pinnacle of most children's lives, isn't it? Is oh, yeah. the, the search, their raison d'être. Oh, well, I mean, like to find sweets. Li- li- literally, I, I, when I went to go pick the boys up from school today, Logan. L- literally dragged me to the food bank section because they've got a um a local town food bank that runs out of the school just to try he say he, he dragged me there to try and get him a packet of m&ms really from the food bank <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I, I was like i was like dude that's for people who need it oh but i want some m&ms <laughs> yeah but that's for like <laughs> so i agree with you the, the kids are slags for sweets man my my kids on a daily basis do reverse trick-or-treating where they will shout out of the letterbox from the house out chocolate please (laughs) (laughs) 
Chocolate, please, postman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And has, has any chocolate ever come through? No. No, because oh, I was going to say if it had, you could shout out thousand pounds, please, <laughs> and see if that ever came through the magic post box. <laughs> do you do you two go big on Halloween? Do your kids love Halloween, Brad? What about yours? You know what, I, I, I actually quite enjoy it. I mean, it's been what a last couple of years that not much has gone on because of the pandemic. Not sure if you guys know about this thing, but uh, <laughs> oh, um, what's been happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but coming from South Africa, where as a kid, we like the only time you'd ever have you'd celebrate Halloween is someone would throw a party where because obviously if you could get past their 20 foot electric electric gate <laughs> with the electric fencing, <laughs> the couple of guard dogs and then the person who'll open the door with the gun. If you could get through all of that <laughs> to do a trick or treating, you know, um, so like experiencing that culture which i've seen so many times growing up in american films mm. it, it's something quite magical about it i know it's it's actually theoretically quite just lame you just dress up and go knock on people's doors and they give you treats but it's i find it really fun to see all the people out in the streets dressed up all the houses that have made an effort to decorate them you know like I, I quite enjoy I enjoy that more than Christmas let's just put that out there whoa <laughs> that is a big wow. call um, I mean there's, there's you, every year you get these people going oh, it's just an American thing we didn't do it when we were young but I, I remember going trick or treating and as we've already established I'm ancient so <laughs> you know it's, it has always sort of been a thing and like I, and also is there any problem with taking traditions from somewhere else as long as you know you're not yeah. stamping over someone's kind of <laughs> cherished I don't think Americans are particularly you know precious about Halloween and wanting to keep it within the borders of America <laughs> I mean we have um, just down the road from us there's um, a, a couple who for the last good few years have absolutely decorated their entire house where it becomes this entire walkthrough. So people from the town, they all donate sweets and decorations and they deck out their entire house and it becomes almost like the haunted house. So like you turn up there and people just walk through it and there's things everywhere and then they give sweets to the kids <laughs> at the end and sometimes even like plush toys. Um, oh. So whatever's been donated, they give to the kids as they leave. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool, man. And I'm sure that they really look forward to being able to do that every year. That's right. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the boy. And, and even the, like, the curb outside of their house, they decorate. They've got, like, old rustic cars that they deck out and fill with, like, skeletons and things and try and make it look a bit, like, spooky and whatnot. And but, but what's really this cool. house like the rest of the year? <laughs> <laughs> um, with, with, like, actual skeletons in rusted-out cars at the yeah. front of the house. <laughs> well, yeah, for them, it's just a normal day, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't put on a hockey mask around the year and walk around with his chainsaw, does he, or no, anything? No, and he just no, no, so no. it's just call me Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah. Jason. It's a, there is a very strange thing because there's those two levels to to Halloween. Mm. One is yeah. you know the kind of the horror films and the like the real sort of brutal scary stuff. And then there's the kids dressing up sort of as characters from those things, but it's kind of a fun thing. And it's I, yeah, okay. Theoretically, you're dressing your children up like the undead. That is a bit weird if you really think about it. But actually, yeah. it's just dressing up, it's just costume. It's like you know. Also, they dress up as 
ice princesses and stuff like that. Yeah. So, That's know. it. I, I, I kind of feel like there should be a split between adult Halloween and kid Halloween. And and probably the undead is a bit too far for little kids. Like, dress well, up as Elsa, dress up as... Them, really, do you? <laughs> but, but, like, I was walking through uh, a supermarket earlier and one of the decorations they've got up is a zombie hand. And it's like the entire forearm of a person that's been severed off. <laughs> and there's loads of fake blood and all this sort of... And it's like... I don't really know how I'm going to explain that to my three-year-old. Um. <laughs> Isn't the great thing about a three-year-old that they don't even think about it? <laughs> they they yeah. probably won't even question it. Well, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's our own kind of fears, isn't it? It's like, oh my God, what if they find out about... Uh, you know, uh, evil people killing each other with chainsaws, and they'll just go, "Oh, he's dead because of a chainsaw." All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh no, he did ask me. He asked me what zombies were the other day because they'd been playing a game at nursery where they chased each other around and made each other zombies. Yeah. And he'd been playing it with no knowledge of what a zombie was, so good on him. But um, he asked me what a zombie was, and he's so sort of conflicted about death at the moment. Like, if ever he talks about someone getting old, he's like, "Oh, so they're gonna die?" I go, "Yeah." Uh, yeah, one day you will, people will die when they're very old. Like, obviously, there's complications that can affect that, but I'm going with very old. Yeah, yeah. And he said, so one day you'll die. Yeah, when I'm very, very, very old. He said, I don't want you to die. Uh, can I die when you die? Uh, I'm wow. like, oh, um, what about when you're 100 and I'm 130? Should we do that? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's what we're going with. <laughs> and so the thought of trying to explain zombies to him, I was like, oh. So you know all that talk we've done about people dying? Mm. Sometimes they come back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a good thing. <laughs> and now he's on season three of The Walking Dead. And exactly. Fine, he understands <laughs> <laughs> You see, like, if, if I was, like, really artistic, selfishly, I would really deck my kids out and make them look spooky as hell. But, like, I can barely draw a stick figure, man, so I don't, I don't even bother. Um, but, yeah, I suppose it, it, it's all about, like, um, like, like to, to a degree, I, I, I agree, like, we should, there should be a separation because no one should be dressing their kids up as a slutty nurse, as uh, most adults. <laughs> well, no. As most adult, Hall- yep. yeah, as mass, <laughs> most adult Halloween parties would go. Um, but sometimes introducing the kids to a little bit of the scary element is, um, oh, God. is fun as well. What, Jack? <laughs> Jack was hoping for a nice, easy edit job, but no, <laughs> no. it's going to happen. No. Thing is, you don't even know what I've cut out of this, listeners. Like, <laughs> if that made it in, imagine what I've cut out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Someone's got powerful lawyers, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're all celebrating Halloween. It just is easier, and also it's a way to get free sweets for your kids. And yeah. if you're out trick or treating with your kids, you don't have to be in with getting sweets for other kids when they knock round, do you? So there's yeah, a winner. There's a plus. Um, I mean, this year as well, just like literally take their stash and um, keep it locked away for a few days, so it can, um, you know, if there's any COVID, they can just die. 
there we go. Nice. Yeah, just don't let them get home and start tucking in. Just put it away for a bit if you're worried. Yeah, about and 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 sorry, kids. I had to take out the COVID sweets. Yes, yes, yeah. they've been destroyed. Yeah. It's yeah. parent tax. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> um, so does everyone else do the... Uh, the it's like a, a code, isn't it, that, you, that everyone has to follow, that you only knock at doors where they've got Halloween stuff outside, right? Yes. Do we all follow that? Rule? Oh, the, yes. okay. Rule. I didn't know that. Right. And last year we had a bowl of sweets and I'm like, right, ready for everyone to knock and then no one knocks. And I thought, oh. Yeah, it's, ah. it's it's something to do with. I think the most common one is like a like a pumpkin, a pumpkin, or something right. that's like okay. a, with a light on it as well. Like you, yeah. Um, okay, this yeah. makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still not going to do it because last year I had a whole bowl of sweets for myself. Yeah, nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like when you uh, when you put some pampas grass outside the front of your house and uh, <laughs> you get a whole bowl of car keys to yourself. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, this is Loose Dads from Dads Net. If you've got a question you want to ask, get onto our Facebook group, Loose Dads Podcast on Facebook, or go and follow us. In fact, do both. Go and follow us as well <laughs> on Instagram at Loose Dads Pod. Uh, also, get onto dadsnet.com and make sure you tell people about this podcast. Leave us a review, leave us a rating as well. Thank you very much to Brads. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you to Jack. Thank you. And thanks for nothing, Sparky, for yeah. being on holiday. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, and for sending Thank us you. those bloody pictures of, of him resting up and chilling out. Screw him, man. Um, uh, and I've heard that he's a beauty school crock out. <laughs> is, that good, is that a good grease crock pun? <laughs> Excellent work. But How my, long have you been sitting on that one? Well, my second one was summer crocking. Oh, Not as good. No, I shouldn't, good. I shouldn't have said that. Have, could edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Loose Dads. I'm Jim. We'll see you next week. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast. <laughs>